Welcome to Southpaws, episode 510, Chakra Rooting. Welcome, one and all members of the destroyed Chakra gang, or not otherwise. I'm Saverin. I'm Fuzzles. I'm Shiva. And let me tell you that uh, some people have very strange ideas about what butt sex will do. Like mm. Dr. Chen Chen Ping, the now sussed account that posted this not only just a few months ago in October of last year. Yeah, anal sex is totally awesome and safe and not humiliating and dehumanizing. You destroyed your root chakra. It's over and you aren't going to make it. So I guess according to this now deleted Twitter account that only existed to pick fights, if you ever had butt sex, you're just doomed. Oh well, add it to the pile of things that are dooming us as it is. Ah, what a week, guys. It's currently cold as balls down here in Texas. Um, there is snow on the ground, ice underneath it. Adam is having a very bad time with the weather. And I'm yep. sure that plenty of people are too, but when you're a little dog, you know, the snow comes up to your, like, mid-leg. That's, that's very problematic. Whereas mm -hmm. Bo is like... Holy shit, it's snow, it's cold. I love it. He's also a lot fluffier than Adam is, who's got yeah. a very close coat. He's got a bit more ground clearance, you know. He crunches through some ice pack and ends up with, you know, his belly on the on the snow below him. Very bad times. Her dog. Yeah, the perils of being short. Thankfully, we haven't lost power here, knock on wood. Parents haven't lost power either. I was very concerned for them last night, because it is really, really cold. Like, it's... 22 degrees, which for some people listening is like, that's not that cold. Well, guess what? In Texas, it's still pretty damn cold, and everyone has PTSD from last year. Also, like, you know, like, people literally died last year. Like, you know? a thousand people. Yeah, and it's like, especially people who are, like, elderly or disabled, people that are, like, relying on some kind of, you know, generator medical device to keep them alive at home and shit like that. Like, it's, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, you know, like, huh, I, I sure don't know if I have any people in my life who are reliant on medical equipment like CPAPs or disabled and or elderly. Hmm. Yeah. Who just got out of the hospital for his first round of chemo. Hmm. Uh, How's he doing? Ah, uh, he said he did fine and he didn't feel too bad. I mean, like, this is basically them trying out a few different juice packs to figure out what's gonna work well for him like he was in the hospital for over a week and just just got <laughs> released yesterday in time for the weather to come in and just freeze everything solid um yes. i'd been helping out at their house uh weatherizing it and cleaning some stuff out and basically just helping them around the house because well they can't really do it right now and basically got in right under the wire also i've determined that uh, at 38 I am too old to climb up and down ladders. Wow. My knees are very unhappy, but not that my parents could do it. So, yeah, that's been kind of my week. Like, I had to be reminded it was Thursday. Panther was like, hey, are you recording tonight? And I'm like, what? What? It, it's Thursday? <laughs> oh, sh oh, no. Like, we were eating dinner and he asked me because, you know, we've just been chilling and watching movies and I'd completely forgotten it was Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I only knew because you mentioned it. Like, I'd realized earlier because it's payday, but I was so busy at work that I'd totally forgotten. And then when I got off work, I was just sitting there chatting a couple people on my, on my personal computer. And then I saw the message from you and I was like, Oh shit, it is podcast night. <laughs> yep, that's uh, how it be. The yeah. day flew by, but I've uh, been working my new job, of course. You know, I'm ending the, the second week 
of it now and um i actually have work to do now so it's like keeping me busy and because it's all new and i have to think about it i'm really focused and that's cool because it makes the day go by a lot faster than you know my old job that i've been doing so long and had just become like completely disengaged from and that just makes time fucking drag you know so i i had a pretty good day uh, I'm enjoying the new gig. That's great. I mean, you know, being engaged with what you're doing makes things a lot better because, God, it's not retail. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> or fast food or anything horrible like that. God, just been one of those weeks that's just had a lot of furry news. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. before we get really started, anything exciting going on for you, Shiva, other than the con starting to eat your life? Yeah, that, that's been the majority of my week um no just prepping for the cold and uh been playing more timberborn <laughs> we also started wheel of time ah and so far that's been fun yeah, that's uh that's at hbo right or is that apple that's amazon oh amazon has that one okay mm-hmm. off track <laughs> i mean it's kind of hard to remember like who has what where, you know? Like, oh, which God, prestige bullshit is on which channel? Yeah. Was, uh, I did enjoy Foundation. Um, that was an Apple one. That one was really cool. And obviously, you know, the, the fall of the Empire has to happen in the next epi- or the next series because they only have ten episodes and they only get so far. Um, yep. It was a really big show. Stuff happen. Most exciting thing we've watched lately. Well, okay, we did watch the entirety of The Woman Across the Street from the Girl in the Window, which I talked <laughs> about last week. And right. it was a completely played straight parody of true crime shows. Like, mm-hmm. the way Panther kind of described it is it's like an American Garth Narenghi's Dark Place, where it's <laughs> absurd and silly but played completely straight. Oh, okay. Um, when I listened to the episode, I didn't put two and two together because my brain does not have any sort of storage space for, like, celebrity names. And so um, uh-huh. the last podcast episode, or last podcast on the left interview with the the main actress, they were like, oh, you're on Deadwood and stuff, but I didn't put the two and two together that she was also Eleanor in The Good Place, which right. is a series oh. that I had seen. Yeah, so the main character is the actress who played Eleanor in The Good Place. So that changed it around for me, because I was like, oh, she doesn't that didn't mean anything to me. But when I saw her, when I actually loaded up Netflix, I was like, oh, shit, this is, what's her name? But I really, we really enjoyed it. Really good eight episodes that had several other characters that, there's several other actors that we'd seen from other stuff, like the actor mm-hmm. who played the principal in Community had a couple scenes just little stuff like that it was it was very fun a lot of the true crime tropes played completely straight even if very silly (laughs) definitely worth your while to check it out if you you know pirate it or whatever then last night we watched the uh, most recent bond film no time to die right yeah it's pretty good i mean it's a bond film enjoyable two and a half hours very long um it really was it was like tieran and i watched it together um we rented it on like three weeks ago when it wasn't available to buy yet and um you know at one point he goes god how much time is left in this fucking movie and uh, and he and he's a james bond fan <laughs> and, and so i i hit the remote and I, and I was like god it's got like another hour to go like it just 
felt really long. <laughs> like, I try really hard to not be like, hey, can you pause it? I really got to hit the bathroom during movies because, you know. But I was yeah. really kind of sweating it towards the end. I was like, how much time is left on this thing? I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> but that was good. This week, Panther got to watch Dune. Oh, he hadn't seen it yet. No. Well, it came up on sale on Apple, on iTunes. So mm-hmm. he was able to get, we bought Shang-Chi, which was 13 bucks. That Dune was, was 13 bucks, And then, uh, like, they were just movies that were on sale on Amazon oh, or okay. on, on Apple. So we got Shang-Chi, which we watched, and it was really good. I liked it a lot. Bond, and then also uh, Dune. So, yay, media consumption. It was fun. Like, I'd get home dead tired, and we'd sit down and watch stuff. It was nice. Cool. Yeah, it was just, that was pleasant. Things we mm-hmm. enjoy, sit down with our partner, partners, and just, mm-hmm. blah. You know, <sighs> but what a week it's been in furry internet. We have had the furry fandom has ended up in the news in weird ways, positive generally, weirdly negative in others. Um, if you recall last week, we talked about the weird moral panic around furry litter boxes in schools and lowering the <sighs> tables in Round Rock. That got further media attention, further articles going, wow, this is fucking stupid. Why would anybody believe this? And the answer is they don't believe it. It's all a rhetorical tool to point fingers back at trans kids and then homophobia and just generally these are people that are weird and different that we can't control. There were a few write-ups. What's nice is that here we are in 2022, aside from a few fuckheads, that a lot of people are like, you know what? If the furry fandom stopped existing, if furries stopped going to work, the internet would stop working. And we're very... very positive towards the fandom because yes we're a bunch of weirdos but generally very harmless weirdos who put our money where our mouth is um yeah and so it's like wow you guys are like 20 years too late on this shit yeah yeah because it was the 90s early 2000s with fucking something awful and all that nonsense yeah but like it was also kind of disappointing to me because i have this realization that like yeah you know you see stuff like this and parents freaking out about kids who are furries and all that's gonna do is like spark a new wave of furry puritanism which not like there's ever not furry puritanism going on it's just like oh negative attention in the news because republicans are making shit up like they always do it's like we gotta shove these other weird people out just results in like 17 year olds telling you to kill yourself on twitter because you know oh no you have a pup hood or you're a macro fur or you're fat fur or insert non-disnified fetish here Mm. trying to find the article because i retweeted it and my quote tweet got a bunch of retweets for some reason wasn't it on like vice or box or i think it was vice the they you know, they, they cover kind of the, I wouldn't say edgy, just they cover offbeat stuff. And they were trying to be like, yeah, you know, furries, you know, we're generally harmless and this is really weird. And everybody else has made the same observation that I have that like, this is just <laughs> transphobia with a sticker put over it. Um, right. And I'm glad a lot of people understand that rhetorical device. Like, I'm not claiming to be like, oh, you know, this is my insight. You know, I'm so smart. It's like, this is just you know, if you look at it for half a second, you know what every panic is about. You know, they can't control these people, so they have to freak out about the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's always about the fucking bathroom. 
because yeah. everybody's poop insecure, I suppose, because it was it wasn't just trans people. You know, prior to that, it was gay people in locker rooms in the 70s and 80s. They were like, oh, you know, we need to make sure that these gays aren't in our locker rooms at schools or we have to make separate locker rooms for the gays or prevent them from sharing it with our straight brethren. You know, going back to the trope of gays as child molesters. And so, too, do we still have the trans people as child molesters shit? It's all bullshit and projection. And so it's just, wow, it's just reruns. And some people understand this more than there used to be. But there's still, you know, an endless sea of Facebook moms, which mm. personally, like on one hand, I'm fine with there being less kids at cons that I have to be like super cagey around because like mm. I have to slap books out of their hands. But also if parents get stupid weird about their kid being a furry or making their own fursuit, that's bullshit. So it's like on one hand, on a personal comfort level, less random children coming by to pick up books they ought not to is fine. But on the other hand, that's repressing kids and not great. Yeah. Especially when it's queer kids. You know? Yeah. And the whole deal with it's furries are very queer. Furries are very non non cisnormative when it comes to our gender identities and whatnot. So like again, it's We're just a different angle of trying to shove trans and queer kids back into a closet, back into a box. Because, like, we're trying, you know, Florida with their Section 28 ass, like, don't say gay bill that they're trying to push. You have schools in Mississippi, libraries in Mississippi having their funding withheld by their fucking mayor, who apparently doesn't have the right to do that, but he's doing it anyway. Uh, which we'll get to that in a second. And then we have yeah. here in Texas where a lot of books are getting quote-unquote challenged by parents who just so happens to be a majority of the books being challenged are about gay kids or racism. Mm. Wow. It's like the whites are scared. But yeah, it's it's weird to see the furry fandom getting media attention like this because it's not like we did anything. It's just that the fucking weird moral panic engine decided to shit out furries as the topic du jour and it just so happens to dovetail with their favorite canards of transphobia and homophobia. Yep, you're right about that. It's bullshit and obviously if you have a brain in your skull, if you're listening to this, you understand that too. But Facebook moms believe that you can vape your own piss and cure covid so you know we're not exactly dealing with the smartest people on the planet here uh, oh it's vaping it okay i don't well, remember if i knew that or not i heard that there was a thing that people were saying you could do something with piss to cure covid i didn't i had not realized it was vaping. oh no that's the thing though is that piss apparently is a magical cure-all because you can you can drink it, you can put it in food, you can make popsicles from it, you can vape it, you can mix it with uh, hydrogen peroxide and vape that. Like, basically, every single fucking thing on the planet except just getting a fucking shot will cure COVID except for, you know, getting the preventative shot. Mm, um, it's a hot summer day. Would you kids like some pissicles? You joke, Fuzz, but I have legitimately seen screen caps from Facebook on the subreddit R cult headquarters uh. of moms can be like oh you know i you know i've not been getting it to my kids directly but putting it in their popsicles and i've been giving it to their friends too but you know i'm not gonna tell them until their grades start skyrocketing and the parents ask me why because they believe that if you drink your own piss it increases your brain power question mark are they but they're not drinking their piss they're drinking her piss apparently she's a piss wizard i don't know <laughs> <laughs> You know. Sorry, just the logic falls apart, and then you're like, 
She has to be a wizard. It's the I, only way this works. <laughs> she has magical piss. I don't know. Oh, it's just bullshit, right? Like these people believe anything. Um, <sighs> but on the on the positive phrase side, though, there has been. You know, this is more reporting on Vice that hey, furries are in fact leading the war against a book banning Mississippi mayor. Um, yes, <laughs> where furries are pushing back against this bullshit mayor of fuckhead town in Mississippi. Let me find it. Like this is like Bridgeport or something like that. Ridgeland, Mississippi. Mayor Gene McGee of Ridgeland, Mississippi was withholding $110,000 of funding from the Madison County Library System. Library officials told the Mississippi Free Press that the mayor had demanded they purge their collection of LGBTQ plus books, which he called homosexual materials, before his office would release the money. Tonja Johnson, the executive director of the county's library system, told Vice News that the withholding of this money, even temporarily, would have a significant impact on services that are available and potentially affect their ability to pay employees. And this is where the furs come in. So Attack is a security engineer to large tech company, but he's also a furry, a member of the community who is mostly known for being really into anthro-fantasy animals and dressing in fursuits of cons. That last part probably seems completely ancillary to the very serious matter at hand, the banning of books, but it's not. But essentially, the furry fandom is helping lead a push to fund the missing money. Currently, they have 1668 backers and have raised $74,073 as of this recording, which is to say they're 99% of their $75,000 goal. The Friends of the Ridgeland Library, Madison County, Mississippi, basically he's like, hey, I'm not going to pay you. And guess what? The internet has said, well, fuck you. We're going to raise the money to keep our library funded. And the internet has come in to help. It's fucked up because this is Christians being pissed that they don't get their way and that their worldview is not the leading uh, hegemonic view in the world anymore. And they think that they can just hide books and ban books and remove books from libraries as if the internet doesn't fucking exist. And, and like they can just erase us by doing so. They're going to try real fucking hard. But a lot of this activity that you see, obviously there are fascists that are really fucking pushing hard to try to get their way. But it's also can be viewed as a panic response to understand that people really hate their guts. Nobody fucking mm. likes Christians anymore. And for good reason, because the last four years certainly didn't help their point of view. I say we're in 2022 and not 2020 anymore. What is time? But like you have this very stark differentiation because yes sure there's yes there's plenty of nice christians out there yes hashtag not all fucking christians of course but you end up with these evangelicals that have backed trump to the fucking hilt and are like claiming that are literally having book burnings in mississippi and tennessee like they're the bad guys they're trying to ban gay kids from existing in schools they're trying to hide the fact that gay kids exist from their libraries they're taking books about the holocaust away from the the whole thing in tennessee is like hey Ma mouse is the cornerstone of this entire module so without that module being there they're not basically not going to be able to teach about the fucking holocaust in seventh grade which is uh, a choice and mm -hmm. so like the internet is out there and pushing back against these assholes because like if the internet wasn't there we wouldn't know about this basically this small town dink would think that he could waltz in with his little stupid straw hat white suit and a little bow tie and be like let me tell you boy you're not gonna be able to put those queer books in here we're gonna send them straight to the dumpster don't you know and well 
That's probably not a Mississippi accent. I don't know. Sound Internet. like an old timey like radio host. Yeah, let me tell you what. Those queers are putting books in there. They're gonna learn that you can kiss boys. They're gonna learn that being that destroying our root chakra is not actually a bad deal. Who cares? It's not real unless you believe it. And then, well, still, that's your problem, not theirs. Too uh, late, mother. I've seen it all. Yeah. Little did you know that seeing a gay person like our gaydiation can just convert people. I was going to say you also you sounded like a carnival barker at <laughs> some point. Step, Step right. right up and I'll guess the circumference of your anus. Yes. Come on, boys. Spin the wheel. You get one token and it'll j- determine your genetic destiny. Are you going to be straight? <laughs> You're going to be gay? You're going to be cisgender? Let's find out. Spin the wheel and make a deal. And if you don't like it, well, too bad. It's baked into your brain. If you read the book Perv by Jesse Baring, it's actually pretty good and points that out fairly well. It's like four bucks if you buy it online. There's even an audiobook, which is slightly more expensive, but it's an audiobook. But going back to the library thing, it's really cool because, hey, the furries are standing up and being and putting money where their mouth is not just the phrase but other people too but nearly 1700 people have raised about $75,000 to keep a library open because some asshole thinks that he can hold a library hostage because there's gay books in it yep you know and to go back to your earlier point there's like he is not legally allowed to do this for a minimum of two reasons you know, first of all, locally, apparently the way this works is that the, the like, the, the local library council for the county or something like that is the one that is supposed to actually apportion the funds. As the mayor, he's just supposed to write the check. He's not allowed to actually withhold the funds. It's in the budget. It's been approved. You know, it, it, it it's already done. So they can totally force his hand with a relatively simple court case. Uh, secondly, of course, it is a blatant violation of the First Amendment, the uh, separation of, of church and state, the uh, freedom of religion. He specifically said that he was doing this because it went against his religious beliefs, and the library said, but we have to serve all our patrons, and his response was that he only serves the Lord above. And it's like, no, your your personal religious faith is not allowed to be used to deny rights and services to other people when you're the mayor of, uh, of a town. It, it's literally the government pushing down people's rights and forcing a certain kind of belief on them. That's blatantly unconstitutional so you know a lot of people are like well if they if they raise this money maybe maybe they'll never fund the library again because they they, they realize they can just get it off the internet but it's like that's not going to happen because they're going to fight this in court and you know it may take a few years to work all the way through the fucking court system but you know eventually they should prevail it's a pretty open and shut case but in the meantime not having this money is is really impinging on their operations and unable to like pay the people working there and acquire materials for the library and stuff like that so the fundraising now to give them the money right away is really important but i i don't expect this challenge to last very long like he's very clearly in the wrong legally, morally, in in every way. It makes me fucking sick. I threw money at them already. Same. It's just like they can't see themselves as being the villain in this. 
Like, we've had 50 years of media being like, hey, if you try to restrict what the kids can do like this, you're the villain. You know, Mm -hmm. any sort, like, going back to fucking, like, Footloose. Oh, we banned dancing. Well, they're gonna dance anyways. Ooh, you know. It's Mm -hmm. not like people look kindly on people that try to control like people are yeah. very defiant and that's a good thing it's like actually no fuck you you don't tell me what to do and unfortunately that can be really harmful when you're you know doing stupid shit but when it comes to like accepting the fact that kid- gay kids exist trans kids exist it's like well you're gonna come across as a big villain and it's not gonna work out great for you in the long run i can't believe they're 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 having actual for real business happening literal book burnings and not like seeing how that makes them the bad guys like that's like one of other than the holocaust book burnings are like one of the things nazis are famous for it's like that makes you a fucking nazi and like i I get maybe they don't see that as bad thing i guess they don't but it's like historically book burners not looked favorably upon yeah and like the thing about the book burning i think it was in tennessee like oh bring your pokemon bring your harry potter and i was like jesus christ did we really go back 20 years because like you know, Pokemon was 97. Harry Potter was around that same time. We were about 20 years ago when we were having dipshit moral panics about that nonsense. And it's like everything old is new again. What's going on here? I think it's because it's all these crusty old fucking boomer fuck that like the last thing they heard that the kids were into was what millennials were, were doing when they were growing up. And, you know, they, they're probably not seeing their grandkids because their parents are like, y'all are toxic and evil, so fuck you. So, you know, they don't know what the grandkids are into, you know, otherwise they'd be starting a crusade against a baby shark or something like that. Or Paw Patrol. Well, like, I legitimately saw a boomer Facebook meme that someone, like, reposted and was like, shut the fuck up was or a meme complaining about kids not going door to door to shovel sidewalks but listen like have you seen these men and it's like three boys it's like last seen prior to the xbox playstation 2 or nintendo wii and it's like uh the nintendo wii came out in like 2005 so yeah, like that. <laughs> 2005 2006 so it's like, again, these people haven't progressed. I mean, legitimately, people still call the youth of today millennials, which it's like, uh, you know, if you're born after the year 2000, you can legally vote. So, like, millennials, I'm a millennial and I was born in 83. So these aren't millennials. They're like adult Zoomers. But the internet, the news media, being crusty old fucks, doesn't ever move past it. And it's like, oh, it's millennials millennials all the way down but good on the furry fandom good on people pushing back against this bullshit like the fact that mouse got removed from a single school's educational curricula has pushed it back to being a number one seller on amazon Mm -hmm. like you can't get copies like my mom was asking if i could find her a copy and i'm like okay i've stopped by a couple half price books but they didn't have any copies and only been to the ones that are between me and my parents place so there's only two of them like i was actually intending like a monday panther had jury duty so i had to get his ass downtown at 8 a.m dropped him out there 8 a.m figured i've got time 
like maybe I'll get a chance to go to like the half price books off of 75. There's three of them. And uh, unfortunately, we got in there by eight, but he got released by like 945, 930 even. So like he had to wake up early. We had to drive our ass down there, sit in a room for 90 minutes and be told to go home. Ugh. So I didn't get a chance uh. to do that. But yeah, like this book that came out quite a while ago is now back in the public consciousness because of these fuckers. Like it is literally the strike sound effect. You know, yep. you, it's the exact opposite of what they were aiming for. They're like, we need to <laughs> get kids to not read this. We don't want to teach about the Holocaust from a first person perspective because there's, you know, illustrations of a pile of naked corpses. And we have actual photographs of that. But it was not, you know, this is drawn dead mice and you might see some dead mouse dick as opposed to focusing on the fact that, hey, the Nazis just piled up corpses like this. It was fucked up, right? They're worried mm -hmm. about, oh, the people swear and oh there there's a pile of naked corpses the kid might see a you know three pixel long dick you know they're more focused on propriety than actual facts like the one i saw was like a very obscured like side boob basically and it's just like it, it's a whole lot of nothing you know it's bullshit. and if you've ever seen any fucking documentary on the holocaust piles of dead naked bodies are kind of a thing yeah it's not surprising that they want to be like oh you know it's gonna scare our kids and it's like dog your kids have had the internet since they were literal children they grow up they're tablet children that like they watch youtube all day long they have seen fucked up shit on tiktok nothing in school is gonna shock them Mm -hmm. And, like, learning about history that makes them reconsider how they think of you, the parent, that's what you're afraid of. Like, if they mm -hmm. learn about racism, they learn about the Tulsa race riots, which, again, like, the Tulsa race riots didn't actually come into public consciousness until, like, fucking Watchmen on HBO really pushed it out into the public, wider public knowledge. People knew about it, but it was not, like, a widely known, incredibly fucked up race riot massacre against Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, until mm -hmm. a fucking comic book show on HBO brought it into the public consciousness. And that's that's really what they want to combat, is, like, people learning about the fucked up shit that the U.S. has done, that people have done to each other, and they want to give this, you know, bullshit made-up story, like, oh, you know, if you've seen it, people talking about, like, oh, don't read Mao's, which is a first-person, first-hand account of surviving the Holocaust, and then read something mm -hmm. like The Boy with the, the Striped Pajamas, boy, which is yeah. literally fiction. And it was a really good Twitter thread about that that basically said it, it was the pajamification of history you know re remove the first-hand accounts of the victims and and replace it with the well not all nazis were bad people and the everyday nazis didn't know about it and like <laughs> yeah it's frustrating because it feels like there's very little that you as an individual can do other than like scream into the void yeah like, I mean, when I was at school, um, we read Diary of Anne Frank, or Diary of a Young Girl, but, you know, Anne Frank's Diary. And, you know, yeah, it's it's a first-hand fucking account of, you know, what was going on in the Holocaust. I, you know, I guess that's changed in a lot of school districts in the, the last 30-odd years, 20-odd years. Yeah. It's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. So we'll include a link to the fundraiser 
Um, I'm sure that they will still be accepting funds as of the release of this because they have 10 days left on their fundraiser. They're going to hit their goal, but I'm sure they're going to... Any overage will help because we can't let small dicked assholes dictate what everyone can read. You know, it's mm-hmm. literally yeah, like, well, I don't like it, so you can't read it. Bullshit. But this guy has a little bit of power and thinks he can't... He can just not write the check. Um, so fuck him. That's not how this works. Yeah. Nope. Shifting slightly back to the eternal topic of, wow, NFTs are fucking shit. <laughs> we have two specific instances of bullshit where they've affected people stealing furry art. So the first one came to my attention today that some motherfuckers are stealing art from the furry artist Rodney Bear, who is a like 16,000 follower furry account. They do macro art, they do big fur art, and their character is not a Shiba Inu, but it looks good enough. So these crypto fuckers have been stealing this guy's art and putting text over it like they actually spent time putting the text together like oh we're gonna put it on a second layer and do a background and also their shit and they stole this dude's art they've mm. basically been using this guy's art and replying like stealing his art for icons it's supposed to be like oh hey it's a split on dog coin which you know it's all fucking crypto's bullshit and yeah. this guy is trying to and the thing is they're stealing like not just one piece of art but like all this shit that this guy's drawn for the past while and it's impressive just how much bullshit like look at this it's they're literally stealing macro art and editing it and putting it into fucking putting crypto bullshit over this i feel so bad for this artist and it's just another instance of dipshit motherfuckers doing pump and up theft scams stealing art and it's affecting the community directly this time i mean a lot of their shit is stolen like it's not a big surprise there's tons and tons of scams like there was a a scam this week of someone making a knockoff version of the bored apes the original monkeys and <laughs> like they the way they formatted their text is that like you know if there's a verified by thing that you know it pops up there but what they did is they just formatted the text in their description box so that the verified by OpenSea or whatever appears where it ought to appear if it was actually verified and Mm -hmm. so they just scam people out of like 40 grand plus at this point selling bootleg fake monkeys but this right here stealing rodney bear's art to promote your pump and dump scheme that's bullshit man and like they've gone to try to report it and stuff but it's like one dude having his art unfairly associated with crypto bullshit because like obviously you know you have said fuzz that you're obviously like for planet it's not going to work with people to do crypto or nfts which is a the correct stance and a lot of people have this very anti-crypto anti-nft stance and i feel really bad for this guy because he's getting his shit unfairly associated with these guys who are just thieves because it's just like this dude's off doing his own thing and people start getting up his ass about it and he's like what i have nothing to do with this jeez really that sucks unfortunately he's locked his account Mm -hmm. because obviously like people have no chill online Um, right yeah congratulations you know how could they not have their heads in their ass like this i mean like we know it is widely known now that Oh, NFT people steal people's artwork and mint them as NFTs. Like, 
Like, there's a whole ass Twitter account called at NFT thefts that chronicles a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And it's people being like, these guys stole art from nine years ago off my DeviantArt and minted it and they're trying to sell it for 10 bucks. What the fuck? You um, know? But I mean, I know a furry who is fighting this NFT fuckers have stolen the artwork of his deceased brother. Well, that's fucked up. To admit to them as NFTs. And like, and he's not the only one this has happened to. Like, I saw a non-furry mainstream account the other day saying that their deceased sibling's artwork was, was being used for NFTs. It's like, these people have no fucking shame. They have no fucking morals. You know, they're, it's a grift. They're pieces of shit. Fuck them. Yeah. I mean, half the time these guys just close up shop and walk away with your money. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to feel much shame stealing someone's art. No, but it does impact no, this person because it also comes to my attention looking at their for affinity account that this DJ Rodney, who's what his FA account says, he's also a disabled artist who's legally blind. So, like, they're stealing money and besmirching the reputation of a disabled person. So that's fucked up. An extra layer of fucked up. Wow. Like, the stuff they draw is not to my taste. Like, it's probably extremely up Ajax's line. Like, he draws big dads with big bods. Right, yeah. Um, but, like, it's just fucked up that these guys have stole a bunch of his art, besmirched his reputation in the fandom by stealing his art, and are basically doing a pump and up scam with fake crypto coins. Yeah. Again, it really makes you mad because it's hitting close to home right? I don't have anything that motherfuckers could steal and mint into crypto, probably. But you know what? I know artists, I know writers, I know people that are, I know musicians, and they're the ones that are getting affected by this because they're part of my community. The other thing that's, that has briefly made a splash, which I don't, it, they, people are being like, oh, it was all a, a, a stunt. There was a website called Hitpiece that was like, own NFTs of music. And basically what they'd done is they made listings for practically everything on Spotify. Um, huh. Not that they'd necessarily minted it yet, but they did have NFTs listed for Denotive, which is a synthwave musician I met in the Pony community and was at Anthro Expo. And I was like, hell yeah, dude, and got his new uh, single. Uh, well, not his single, mm -hmm. his new disc, uh, Chimera. But also, like, the old school fucking Eurobeat Brony Discord remix was listed, but also Pepper Coyote's No Cock Like Horse Cock as a quote-unquote <laughs> NFT. And these pumpin' up motherfuckers, and the thing is, with this one, it was even more blatant. Like, you weren't paying for this in crypto, you were literally just giving them money. Like, wow. to buy this, you were just literally giving them money. And it's one thing when you're listing furry music like that's fucked up and you shouldn't do it obviously these guys had listed disney stuff like mm. they had nfts listed for the lion king soundtrack like the disney has woken up and joined the battle here yeah as as part of law twitter that i follow is like these people are going to be shitting subpoenas until they die yeah but disney don't play it's one thing to attack a small artist it's one thing to go against people who might not have the money but when you're fucking with the mouse you don't tend to do well like yes i'm righteously offended that denotive and pepper have had their music besmirched like this like there are people trying to steal their stuff and claim that they have rights to sell a, basically a receipt of a jpeg which points to a blockchain. Like, we've been over the whole thing, and if you watch the or listen to the Line Goes Up mo uh, 
movie functionally from last week it's all bullshit it's not real it's a ponzi scheme my dad texted me this last week because he was basically giving me like a live text of listening to the previous episode and he had to ask me like what are bitcoins made out of and i was like nothing it's it's all digital. It's it's intangible bullshit. They're like digital Beanie Babies, except Beanie Babies at least looked cute on your shelf. Right, you know? yeah. It's frustrating to see it, but also people are starting to really wake up to the idea that NFTs are in fact utter bullshit mm-hmm. because you have things like Troy Baker – who we talked about a few weeks ago, has been like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm backing off from doing NFTs, we're sorry, blah, blah, blah. Team 17, which is a publisher that's been around since the fucking Amiga, uh, said they were going to do the Worms Metaverse, and they shit out some really ugly images of their little worm characters, and they were bullied out of doing it in like a day. Oh, was that the tweet I saw where like, um, like another developer was like, we're really sorry to say this, but we're never going to work with this company again because of the, the NFTs. Is that the company that they were talking to? Because that name sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. Agro Crab was one of the people because Team yes. 17 is both a publisher and a developer, but right. these are people who'd publish their games through Team 17 and they're like, actually, we'll just do it ourselves by. And that's the yeah. right thing. It's like, we're going to take our business elsewhere because people immediately understood that all these people are leaving and they're going to take their money elsewhere. So we're not going to get our dev cut. And the sentiment against NFTs are so negative that people are going to just drop us like a hot potato. Like even mm. EA, who had put some interest forward, has said, actually, we're not going to focus on that anymore. And to show that other in other super trustworthy things the extremely failing company GameStop is like, well, what if we did NFTs? Because, you know, if there's somebody that you should follow the financial track <laughs> of, it's fucking GameStop. Right. You know, that comp- company was on the ropes until it became a meme stock. And even then, the money is largely not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, in reality, like, money in the grand scheme is not real. You know, you, you hear these stories of like, oh, today, Facebook's... 237.6 billion fall sets record for largest one-day value drop in stock market history. Well, 237 dollars of that doesn't exist. It's not real. It's all theoretical. You can't take 237.6 billion dollars worth of value and turn it into cash. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, Past like a certain that's point, not... math is fake and numbers aren't real. <laughs> Physically, you like know. that's not actually money that's in people's bank accounts. You know, it'd be a much bigger deal if it's like I have a hundred dollars in a savings account, and after a bad day in the market, I now have thirty-seven dollars in a savings account. You know, it's like that hundred dollars actual real money that I can withdraw and go spend on pussy and beer, but the money in stocks is is not real unless you sell the stock so yeah it's like ooh, mark zuckerberg personally lost like 24.7 billion dollars in value or something like that but like but it doesn't matter you know he's worth hundreds of billions of dollars so then it doesn't actually fucking affect his day-to-day life at all yeah like it's not real like yeah it's real quotation marks but like that's not gonna he's not gonna go to taco bell and being able to buy a fucking crunch wrap <laughs> like his fucking card debit card just stops working because facebook had a bad day on the market 
Yeah, because like this post by Alex Sherman on Twitter is like, Facebook has lost more value today, $240 billion-ish, than almost all global companies have ever been worth at any time in their histories. And it's like, that that alone should tell you that like, you know, it's, it's, just, all, bullshit. it's all bullshit and fake. <laughs> you know, they've said that they, they bet really big on their metaverse and their NFT bullshit, and apparently they've lost 10 billion dollars on their reality labs metaverse nonsense yeah they lost a quarter of their value in a single day because well nobody wants I this read shit that, well i i thought the headline i saw said that like so their their earnings their quarterly earnings calls and stuff like that like facebook's value is heavily built on like how much they're growing their subscriber base and they had less new accounts sign up for Facebook, I guess, than they had predicted. And whenever you fall short of a goal financially like that on a publicly traded company, the market freaks the fuck out and your stock ends up dropping. Yeah. That, that that was my impression of like, that's all that happened. Like, oh, you know, we, we only had hundreds of millions of new accounts instead of why. And, there, and you know, people flipped out or whatever but like their reality labs thing that was mm-hmm. their their quote-unquote metaverse i mean nobody wants bo- more boring 2004 second life where you can't be a furry like if i can't accidentally leave a pose ball out during a meeting and somebody click it and start doing humpy animations what's the point <laughs> it's just so many people trying this get rich quick bullshit that anybody with half a brain cell goes this is stupid. Fuck off. I don't understand why their meta stuff looks so shitty. You know? It looks like utter fucking garbage. Fucking, um, what's it called? The VR chat. VR chat looks better. Yeah, and VR and, chat I mean, has some amazing... Free program. There's talented people out there. They did not hire them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sums it up, basically. <laughs> yeah, the this whole thing people are they're trying so hard to push this crypto bullshit but the actual reality is that the reason that rich fuckers like musky husky well musky husky sure i'm he probably has crypto and nfts but like what was the stupid tonight show guy something fallon right jimmy fallon jimmy Jimmy fallon Fallon. yeah he was talking to like paris hilton and they had this stupid awkward conversation about fucking their digital monkeys the thing is is like bitcoin has lost like a third of its value since the start of the year ethereum has lost over a third of its value in the last bit of the year every day on like the account web3 is going great on twitter there's some new rug pull some new scam like, there was some lending thing that someone was able to convert, like, 200-something million of crypto bucks out of their resulting in, like, some of their blockchain bullshit being, quote-unquote, unbacked, which meant that, like, the money is on the ledger, but it's not actually there, if it was ever real at all. Meaning that, like, oh, hey, this uh-huh. this giant uh, crypto bullshit website basically has no capital with which to fulfill their obligations. And it's I like, think I... I think I saw uh, another thing where, like, someone with the account name I Love Ponzi ended up losing all their money because they got hurt, something like that. Yeah, like, every day it's some wildly unregulated bullshit because, like, these guys are speedrunning why we have banking regulations to begin with. Like, 
Not not to mention mm-hmm. the fact that the IRS now considers cryptocurrency and activities therein securities exchanges and stuff. So you have situations where people are getting bills from the IRS going, hey, uh, we got reported from uh, OpenSea that you did $200,000 worth of bullshit on their website last year and uh you didn't report it you owe us one hundred and one thousand dollars, and uh sucks for them but these people that literally made up this bullshit to get around like it's all money laundering at the core like to get around mm-hmm. the art art world regulation and wash money and launder funds hither and yon now the irs has gone hey uh looks like you paid for a monkey with one hundred fifty thousand dollars of fake money well guess what we think it's real money and you now owe us taxes on that um, it wasn't even that cool monkey from Outbreak. Yeah, you know, no, but no, Mataba virus, just something that sells all your data to the Russians. Dude, Mataba is going to the moon. You got to put all of your money into Mataba coin. You got to be a good diamond hands and hodl, Mataba. Oh, God. <laughs> so, in silly news, Fuzz, you put in, this in, article in. Uh, yes. <laughs> Build-A-Bear is launching quote-unquote After Dark series of teddy bears. Right. Build-A-Bear is now horny on me. Like, I've... Now, okay, I've seen adult plushies on the internet over my, in my many years online, um, and I'm pretty sure that these quote-unquote adult plushies are not the adult plushies that actual people who really like plushies are going to be buying. Like, no, they're not. You know, I know you got to shove that fluff filler into the butthole of your plush but they zip that up once it's done you know when you pull the poor little deflated thing out and shove it into the filler you know that's it so what the fuck man yeah i mean they they just look cute there's like the the example picture they showed is is a teddy bear with a lion's mane wearing a silk robe and in the picture he's like laying on his side with two wine glasses and of course it's like totally implied like oh yeah the lion teddy build-a-bear is ready to fucking get down and do some stuff and well like further you know, down there's a wine mom bunny rabbit rose over yeah. roses and it's like these are just like hey we're making agrasuko fucking build-a-bears almost you know <laughs> basically give me a retsuko not- one give me a Fenico one Oh, yeah, totally. It's just so silly because, like, obviously they're not explicit. They're not. They're not explicit. It's not like it's like you can now get a, a Build-A-Bear that's, like, encased in vinyl and has a zipper in part, you know? You, you don't. You can't buy a little strap-on for them. It just seems very silly. Like, obviously it's a Valentine's Day publicity stunt that obviously we're buying into by talking about it, but it's still so (laughs) silly to us who have seen, like, proper-ass adult plushies that it's just like, this is... This is just silly. Like, if you like a plush, just fucking buy it. I've got a whole bunch of Fox plushies to my left, which you can't see because this is an audio podcast. I have a whole ass, like, collection of various plush because I have money. I'm a tax-paying adult, and I can spend it on what I want. And if what I want happens to be a cute Vaporeon plush or a Nick Wilde or a Judy Hopps... Hashtag vape life. Yeah, but, like... (laughs) I have a bunch of Pokemon plushes, and I've got, like, some Zootopia plushes. i got a couple of old custom pony plushes that I bought off people to help pay off their bills. Like, they sit over there, and they're cute, and they're nice to have. It's no different than having a little, you know, figurine on a shelf. But if you want a plush, you can just buy it. Like, you don't have to. No one's going to stop you. You're an adult. 
Like, I've gone to Build-A-Bear to buy a, a Pokemon this, plush before. This is the equivalent of the four men. Yeah. That, you know, same shit, just you put it in a black container and you put four men on it. That means it's okay. You, you don't know. have to give up your do card because you like the smell of this particular, you know, product. It's like... Because it's four men Just and because black. these two scents are exactly the same, but the men's version's like, Wolf Punch! And it comes in a manly color. You know, Fort Spring for ladies and... Wolf punch. Wolf, wolf punch is, is the um, colloquial expression for taking the knot. Yeah. It's so silly because, like, the article points out, it's like, what, are they going to hand these out in a black vinyl bag with, you know, Build a Bear After Dark? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Just the fact that they called it Build a Bear After Dark as if it was the, the equi- their equivalent of the, the furry night market or something, you know? It's like, my <laughs> they would all dark, have SPHs or something. Yeah, like, my After Dark does involve a lot of pornography, just mainly faving it, so, you know, there's that. Ugh, it's so silly. Like, they try to mm-hmm. make, ooh, we're, we're pretending to be transgressive, but it's just... Mm-hmm. You're really not. Build-A-Bears. I mean, obviously, like, it's silly, but then again, as furries who have seen everything, like, what feels weird to us is probably like so 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 far above what feels weird to normies who get scandalized about furries existing really right like to kind of bring it back to what we talked about wow the whole deal about oh you know there's furries getting litter boxes in the bathroom that seems like incredibly stupid and obviously false but you know if you're reading your news off facebook it seems like the most scandalous thing in the world i saw a teenager wearing ears at the mall and i fainted Oh no. I saw an ankle <laughs> oh, under no. that skirt. She was wearing sandals and not even wearing socks with it. Ugh, kids these days. Scandalous. Yep. Ah, see what else? Um, in actual cool good news, I think we did we talk about it last week? I don't remember. Uh Moderna's HIV vaccine has begun its human trials. Yeah, I think we mentioned no. it, but yeah, that's very cool. It's just good news. Um they're started the human trials of their HIV vaccine. They're hoping to get it done by the end of next year to get towards like you know actual approval process but the fact that we're even to the point of hey we might have an hiv vaccine is incredibly cool yeah yeah how many years of looking uh well i mean decades 40 yeah 40 years uh according to the article it's like they're hoping to have the human trials done on the 40th anniversary of basically the confirmation of of its existence as a disease which is really cool and it's all based off the mrna base that they did with the covid vaccine and like they're saying we could probably do vaccines for a bunch of other shit we're just gonna keep trying and like that's impressive like that's some hopeful development for yeah for society if it does work out you know my only concern is that like a high number of the people that, that that contracted die of hiv aids um, are in the global south and if the fucking rich companies developing this hoard vaccine like they have with the covid vaccine that's that's not not going to be good you know because you know hiv still kills like a million people a year you know roughly it varies from year to year and uh a lot of those people are in sub-saharan africa and you know so i really hope that like they they make that somebody basically is like, hey, we need to make sure that this gets to, you know, the parts of the world that, that actually need it, where HIV is, it's still, you know, rel- 
still breaking out in large numbers. Yeah, it is very much a, hey, this is really cool, but it's still going to be limited to the first world because companies got to hang on to their fucking patents. It's not like, you know, the patent for insulin, which was sold for a dollar back in the day because they're like, this is something that lots of people need. Please don't, you know, capitalize it. And then, oops, here we are. Yeah. Um, but one step at a fucking time. It's good that they're the medical science is getting there. But like, we also have things like prep now, which uh, is very effective if you can get your hands on it. But a lot of our stuff does come from perspective. You know, we live in the United States, which you know is the big bully on the schoolyard of the world. So, like, yes, being excited that yes, this is ex- going on does not preclude the fact that yeah the global south and a lot of other places aren't going to have access to that if it does come into fruition which you know maybe somebody at moderna can just you know get that genetic code out to like india or china and they can make their own version of it Mm -hmm. because uh fuck patents on stuff like that especially yeah um oh uh so Dean city mercon is happening this weekend in las vegas nevada yeah that that kind of snuck up on me I, i didn't realize uh it was this weekend so I'm actually yeah, so it's it's an eighteen plus con. Um, I I would have considered going, but during we're still in the middle of the pandemic, and I'm playing it very safe. And I'm deaf, you know. I'm barely going to. I'm dubious about going to the cons that I regularly go to and enjoy, let alone adding new ones to it. Uh, any other year, I might have considered it. I you know I wish them well. I hope it goes off well. I'm really curious what it's going to be like. So, you know, I would love to hear from, from anyone that attends the convention, you know, and, and hear their, their thoughts on it. I don't believe I've been to an 18 plus, uh, for, I haven't, no, cause the only ones are, uh, MCFC. That's it. No, and I guess is BLFC 18 plus because it's in a casino. I think it might be. Um, I don't think so. Like, I think obviously they prevent kids from going to the casino floor, but it's at a resort where you can bring your family. So, oh yeah, right. Okay, might not. It might not be that. It might just be the one then. But yeah, so they're uh, they're they're giving that a shot. So it'll hey, be. Uh, I cool I would love see. to go to an adults only furry con just to see how it is. Obviously, I'm much more comfortable when I don't have to worry about checking ID for every single person and have to like ask very obviously trans people for their ID because I have to check their age and they're visually uncomfortable. I don't like that a lot yeah. at all. Yeah, that. Um, that I'm, I, I was like, look, I promise, I'm not looking. I just need to see your birthday. Okay, you're good. Right. So um, another one, actually, I just remembered. Um, so with a name like Sin City Burkhan, it's clear that they're going for this is for a sexy theme. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to like walk to the dealer's room and there will, there will be dongs there. Uh, but there is another con called Nomadicon. It's the new one that is nomadic. It's going to be moving from city to city. And that's in Nashville in January of 2023 and that's going to be 18 plus also but there was some discussion about that and it's not going to be as it's not going to be as focused on the sexuality you're 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 still going to have to like cover up but you're not you're just not going to have to worry about checking id and shit because everyone will be 18 plus but it's not going to be explicitly like dogs out you know and honestly that's that's kind of what what i would like you know, I would like not have to worry about kids around, not have to worry that, that someone's gonna, gonna pick up the wrong book, you know, be able to like really have adult conversations and 
you know, sometimes I have to watch my language if I say some fucking shit and then realize there's like a six-year-old and a horrified mother standing behind me or something like that, you know? <laughs> I don't want to have to worry about that. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, not having to worry about, like, have to look over the table lies like, are there, are there any kids nearby before I start, like, pitching books at people? Like, oh, okay, no, yeah. there's, there's only just this person and they want to talk about, like, what they like. I'm like, here we go. I can really get it get not even explicit but i can just say what's in the books you know and yeah you don't yeah, have to like, worry so much about over someone overhearing it and ending up with a parent in your grill yeah as you're you're describing how on page such and such of deep dark see salt is drinking from a bowl of cum and you know there's like a family of missionaries walking <laughs> Walking by the table or something. Or, you know, just, like, talking positively about Ace's comics and be like, yeah, this one is Excalibur. It's, you know, it's about pegging, but there's another really good one that we have where it's about, it's like a 63-page bondage comic, and it's hot as hell. Like, they drew 63 pages of these characters just fucking and sucking. It's amazing, you know? Like, <laughs> you can't really say that when there's, like, a 12-year-old in earshot. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, check it out. Like, this here is a Cheetah Paws art book. Do you like a very particular kind of dude with a really big dick? Here it is. We got the calendar too. It's twenty bucks. It's still January. At least that's how I was pitching it. So you get full years use out of it. So yeah, I really hope to go to uh, eighteen plus con. Like I know they were gonna try to do one here in uh, Texas, but you know COVID happened, so that kind of exploded. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully people will get to go to that and have a good time. Like, the last fucking thing I ever want to see is some little Puritan shithead typing the phrase, this is why people hate furries onto Twitter because of shit that happens in a room party at that con, you know? Yeah. Like, they're adults. I don't give a shit what a kid says. Like, I actively will block people if they type such a phrase onto Twitter.com. I was going to say, I saw a meme the other day that you reminded me of just now. It's like a, it's one of the, I think it's like a picture of Lionel Richie, and, and someone just added a text. You don't have to care what a 14-year-old says on Twitter. You can just block them. That's what I do a lot. Internet's fucking terrible, and I don't ever want to see a 14-year-old's opinion on it. I'm sure my particular point of view is not super popular, but, like, in my feeling, the furry fandom is an adult fandom, and children are guests. And that's how it should be. Like, we're not going to sand ourselves down to a smooth orb just to protect the sentiments of a theoretical mom who got dragged there by her kid. Like, obviously, there are limits to what we do, but trying to make the fandom more corporate and palatable to business interests is not going to work out for the fandom in the long run, so we have to defiantly push back on that at every option, every opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, that is just my two cents, because I'm an opinionated old fart. You're fucking 38! I know! I'm not that old, and yet we are still at least a couple standard deviations, <laughs> and at least quite a bit deviant outside of the age bracket that the fandom largely falls under it's amazing how quickly people get old yeah. too because i remember being like 22 or 23 and being like oh fucking kids talking about 18 year olds you know like you very quickly like what a one-year difference when you're that age is like a lot yeah in, like personality and life experience and just maturity just being a furby as a 24 year old and have a 19-year-old show up, and, 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 oh, my patience just was so fucking 
short back then. <laughs> well, I mean, like, oh, shit, they're at a Fermi, and they can't drink, but this is supposed to be an adult party. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nowadays, like, if there's someone, like, under 30, it's like, oh, a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even mean that, like, disparagingly. It's just very difficult to uh, directly relate with someone with that age difference. Like, right. it's not yeah. hard, but, like, if you're just a random person, it's like, hey, what's up? You're, uh, I don't know you. You're, you're very young. What's going on here? You know, it, it, it's something I always say, like, when I meet, like, a, a 25-year-old, I look them in the eye and I go, when I was your age, I was 25, too. <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah, I mean, I was 25 when we started Fiesta. Oh, my God. Time ah. has changed. You know, if I end up retiring after 15 years, I'll be 40. I'm so. I'm sorry. We have to end the show. What you said just made me wither away into dust. Yeah, I mean we've stuck it out. We've never shut up, and uh, you know, welcome to Southpaws, coming straight to your brain via the Neuralink 4.0. This is episode 1,250, and I'm the digital consciousness of Saffron. Check out my cool avatar. <laughs> They've got big tits oh. and big ears. Yes. I can just flip avatars at will. Well, in real life, I'm a brain in a jar. I mean, that's what they're so afraid of. Is like, you and know, falls up with Omer. You you accept trans people, and the next thing you're gonna want to turn yourself into a robot and put your brain in a jar and have a cool robot body. That's what they're really afraid of. You know, I I've actually seen some article headlines. Um, that that do imply that that they are really afraid that I don't know if they're actually afraid or if they're just fear mongering and are like oh if we allow people to change their bodies at all then you know they'll put tails on and then they'll just be robots and you know and then they'll be a bisexual biker gang like in Book of Boba Fett yeah I mean who wouldn't who would want to be a bisexual cyborg biker on a cool hover bike. That sounds weird and different. Ooh. I mean, who would want to trade in their shitty failing flesh for a immortality of gleaming steel? Asterisk on the immortality. You know, it's mm. like, it's so funny because you also see that type shit, but then also you have the people that are like, oh, if you take the COVID vaccine, it connects you to this through quantum entanglement. They like throw off a bunch of fucking made up buzzwords. And it's like, they're coming at the what? same angle. <laughs> I'm sorry, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, and I promise you, whenever I say something completely fucking unhinged like that, that I've said, mm -hmm. it's literally you something I've actually, seen. I know you, I, I don't doubt that you fucking read it somewhere. Yeah, like, like I've seen the screen caps <laughs> of people posting this shit, and like articles about like, oh, COVID fear-mongering, like, oh, if you take the virus, it's, you know, it, it, it has a thing called luciferase, which blocks your soul from being able to commune with god or like which is a thing i promise and you know mm -hmm. there's so many ridiculous bullshit claims going on here and it's like they're almost converging or it's like trans people want to become robots and if you take the COVID vaccine you'll become a robot it's like very very insecure people have there been any studies yet on how the covid vaccines affect the body's chakras and if so, does having anal sex make it better or worse? Yeah, I mean, does, like, having a destroyed root chakra, is it like, you know, oh, they need seven parts of a MacGuffin, what if we just break one? Then they can't destroy the universe with the unified thing? 
You know, like if I if my root chakra is destroyed from taking a fat knot from a werewolf, does that mean that the COVID vaccine can't turn me into a gay cyborg? And if so, can I fix that because I want to be a gay cyborg? If you take a fat knot with without enough lube, you end up with a twisted root. Oh, oh. Well, that's a real good point to to probably wrap it up, guys, because we're now past an hour 20 on the raw, um, and it's nearly 9.30. So, uh, this has been the Southpaws. We're sorry. Uh, You can find us on Patreon. You're right, we're not. Patreon.com slash Southpawscast. There's always a link in the show notes. You can email the show at southpawscast at gmail.com. Tell us we're full of shit. Whatever, it's fine. You can also find us on our Telegram fan chat, which is nice and chill. It alternates between this is weird news of the day, laughing at monkey people getting their monkey stolen, and furry pornography. It's a lot of fun. You can also buy some books at forplanet.com. Fuzz, what's new this week? Oh, um, so it's kind of kind of cool. Uh, Dark Horse Comics combined all of the individual volumes of Granville. You remember the, the uh-huh. steampunk badger alt history thing into a six hundred and eight page long hardcover that weighs like three and a half pounds. That's a weapon. It's, it's it is. Um, I, so I bought a few of them. Uh, it's the retail price on it's like 70 bucks, but when you see how thick this thing is, it's, it's totally worth it. Um, so I got a few copies of that. Oh, there, oh yeah, I restocked on Suds and Sorcery by, uh, Ink Tiger. Nice. And I also picked up one of her, um, Furries Illustrated. And I guess portfolio, but it's bound. It's like a little magazine. So it's sort of like a takeoff of Sports Illustrated. Uh, it is basically like 20 pages of, Sexy furry chicks in, in bikinis and nude, and I'll be adding that one that one to the store shortly. So I'm I'm trying to pick up more stuff for distribution too, and I am also currently what I'm reading is a book called Unfinished Business by Tim Sussman, uh, who you may also know as Kyle Gold. Uh, this is a book we'll be publishing later in the year, but we'll we'll have like some copies available for the furries at Prairie Fiesta. But it's a paranormal romance detective novel. It's really cool. I'm actually really enjoying it. I'll be putting out more information on that online very soon. We have the cover for it already. It's looking pretty cool. And I'm paying royalties because, you know, the the fourth quarter royalties are due. And that's that's about it. I got my uh, cash payment. Well... Cash yep. app payment for your uh, Summerhill. Yep. Yep. Um, also, uh, uh, in books that for Planet carries, it is now crossing that bridge by Glow Possum. Has been out for a year now, so that is very cool. Uh, oh wow! I didn't realize it's she been a, a whole year first put out uh, first talked about having physical editions on February 5th, 2021. So it's not quite a year, but still very Mm -hmm. cool. Congratulations to her. I've sold quite a few copies in person and I was pushing it quite heavily because I think it's a really good comic. Um, Yeah, I really love it too. Uh, I'm also really enjoying the one um, show of the ropes. Yeah, that's a good one. Posting now. So I'm really looking forward to when the print edition comes out of that. I'm going to buy a boatload of them to sell. Yeah, she does really good stuff. I like their art a lot and just, yeah it's it's like hey look this artist is doing a really cool trans story and she's 
very happy with the work, and I'm glad to see it. Yeah. Other thing is I am reading a new book myself, Finding Normal, Sex, Love, and Taboo in Our Hyperconnected World by Alexa Sulis Ray. It is talking about disparate communities that people have found, well, community in. The uh, first three um, are fairly normal, and the back two decidedly aren't, but it was amusing to me because the first chapter covered polyamorous couples and how back in the day it was such a scandalous thing. Uh -huh. And I was just very amused at the notion because, uh, well, having had one of those, uh, and then, of course, you guys, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. it's such a scandalous weird thing, and if people found out, we'll lose our standing in society, and then it's like... Well, then there's us. Um, but I haven't had the opportunity to really read that far into it, so I'm not going to like talk about it too much until I have a chance to finish it. Um, but that mm -hmm. is next on my reading list. When um, when did that come out? Because it's a fairly modern title, you know, about the interconnected world and stuff. So it's um, got to literally this month. Like I think. Oh, came it's out, a, like, like a brand new book. Okay. Yeah, cool, like I'd cool. seen some posts about it, and I read the Goodreads information on it I was like oh this seems up my alley and i bought it on amazon got it day one nice, nice. but yeah i'll send you the goodreads fuzz all right well on that note good night and you know buy some books yeah buy some books read some books learn do you some ban, things do not ban nor burn books get vaccinated um blow out your chakra read yeah some books. <laughs> read some books while you're blowing out your chakra I, I, that'd be very hard <laughs> to multitask do. Yeah. All right. Good night. <laughs> Bye.